Alrighty, perfect. So I hope you guys had the most amazing week, Hashem. It's been very, very busy here. A lot going on. We actually launched Bisiat Rishmaya, the women's uh, cycle of the Lost Princess Principles course that began this Sunday officially. We had another session last night, and so a lot, a lot going on in that regard, trying to delve very, very deeply into the story of our lives and the story of Rabbi Nachman, the Lost Princess, which, of course, serves as the foundation for the Lost Princess Initiative, Ziyat Rishmaya. So it's been quite the week, and we are ready to cap it all off with the most incredible, incredible teachings from the tzaddikim to help us prepare for this week's parsha and for Shabbos Kodesh. So I'm going to share my screen so we can all see the sources inside, and you should be seeing the teaching from the Me'ashiloach with which we're going to begin. So tonight, or today, depending on where you are in the world, we're going to be learning together a teaching from the Me'ashiloach from the Ishbitzer, or Mordechai Yosef Liner of Ishbitz, as well as the Holy Sfas Emes. The piece from the Me'ashiloach, as we're going to learn, is Mechudash, it's something new, it's something fresh, it's a new idea, a brilliant interpretation, a very deep interpretation, and a very foundational and important interpretation in terms of our understanding, our relationship with the tzaddik, the tzaddik's relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu vis-a-vis Am Yisrael, and how he sort of petitions on our behalf and what that means for our own Avodos Hashem, as we'll see. And the piece from the Svasemes, I don't think is anything that we don't know. I think it's something that we're very, very familiar with. But the way in which he sets it up is just so brilliant. It's mamish like the uh, like the mission statement of Yiddishkeit. It's so deep. So Be'ezer Hashem, let's jump into the Me'ashi Loach and we'll get to the Svasemes toward the, uh, the second half of this year. So thank you all again for joining and let's begin it says the Yilgameh we know that the parsha begins by the commandment for Aaron Akoyim, the commandment for the Koyim Gadol and the Beis HaMikdash to light the menorah. And we know from Chazal, as we're going to see from the Svasemis as well, that of course the menorah wasn't there to bring light to the Beis HaMikdash, wasn't in the time, of course, long, 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 long before hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years before electricity was, uh, was invented or was discovered rather. But the Beis HaMikdash was a place that was filled with light. They didn't need the menorah, the candelabra in the, in the Beis HaMikdash to give light, to illuminate that space. The Beis HaMikdash was essentially permeated with light every moment of every day. And Chazal tell us that's why the Beis HaMikdash had windows that were created in such a way that they were sort of slanted inward for the purpose of allowing everybody who came to the Beis HaMikdash to understand that the Beis HaMikdash did not need windows for the light to come in, but rather they were narrow on the inside and they faced progressively wider toward the outside so that the light of the menorah would be able to illuminate the whole world. Of course, not just the physical illumination, but the spiritual ur of the menorah, what that is and what that represents, as we'll see from the Tzvah would be able to illuminate all of creation. And so the Pasuk tells us that after hearing the commandment to light the menorah, Vayas came Aaron. Aaron went ahead and Aaron did what he was told. Says Chazal, and brought by Rashi, a very, very famous Rashi, Aaron He says, these words, Vayas Aaron, which sound like it should be very, very um, 
obvious that Aaron Akoyin is going to follow the expressed, explicit commandment of Akadosh Baruch Hu. Why would we think that he wouldn't? Why does the Torah specifically tell us that Aaron did as he was told? Says Rashi, Aaron We specifically wanted to point out this praise of Aaron, Vayas Kain Aaron. It's more on the Kain than on the Vayas. Vayas Kain Aaron, that Aaron did exactly as he was told, Shaleshina, that he did not change one iota. One of the interpretations, the more classic interpretation of this means that Aaron Akoyin went every single day with the same excitement, Loishina. The excitement didn't wane. Nothing was able to shake him into that feeling of rote, you know, just habitual observance. Aaron Akoyin, every day that he lit the menorah, Loishina. Every day was with a renewal. Chazal tell us that the Torah should be new to us every day, fresh to us every day. So that's one interpretation. One of the tzaddikim, I can't remember who, maybe the Yismach Yisrael, Yismach Moshe, I can't remember right now. One of the tzaddikim gives another interpretation. He says, He says, there's one kind of yid that's filled with incredible hislava's passion. And you're able to see it on the outside. All of those that are around can see that this person is just out of his kalim, right? But he says an even higher level in a certain way, not that, not that it means that you shouldn't show any emotion at all, but a higher level is when a person is able to contain the excitement, to feel that earth-shattering passion and that overwhelming love and desire and just want to, you know, just burst out of your skin, but to be able to capture that in the vessels of your daily living. So that Sadik said that if the Bredich of Arav would have been asked to light the menorah, he mamish illustrates, he says he would have smashed all the glass and the oil would have spilled all over the place and the menorah would have been knocked over because he would have been so filled with excitement. The Bredich of Arkiyadduah, he couldn't keep it in. But he says the Shvach of Aaron was Shaloshina. That Aaron was able to feel what the Bredich of felt and maybe more, who knows, but Shaloshina. But you didn't see anything on Aaron. He went up, he did the Avoidah, but inside his heart was on fire. So two interpretations of Shalashina. Says the Meashiloach. It's brought from the Helikutei Torah, from the Ari Vayas. You know why the Pasuk tells us Vayas Cain, that Aaron did as he was told, Because it would have looked, no matter how Aaron Akoyin would have gone up to light the menorah, that Shina that he changed, that he deviated from what HaKadosh Baruch Hu had told him. Why is that so? Because in the Tzivoy, in the commandment, the Pasuk says, Ya'iru shivas haneiras. Ba'loischas haneiras. Ya'iru, the end of the Pasuk is, Ya'iru shivas haneiras. That the seven lights should shine, should be filled with illumination, and the parish, the understanding might have been, Shemei atzmo ya'iru. That's the implication of Ya'iru shivas haneiras. It sounds as if they're going to light on their own almost, Ya'iru, that they're going to shine irrespective of Aaron Akoyin's involvement. Again, we're talking about a, a, about, a, about a light that's ultimately miraculous, certainly in the context of Hanukkah, but we're talking about a light that's not a physical flame, but it's a spiritual candle. And so the Pasik says, Ya'iru Shivas Haneris, that the candles in a certain aspect should shine on their own. Not that Aaron should go ahead and actually stand there and make sure and complete it, but that he should do some Misa, whatever that Misa is, and then the flame is going to go up on its own, Ya'iru, on its own. 
that Aaron Akoin should have a direct involvement in hell and near Israel. We know Bahaloischa, Chazal also say, brought in Rashi, that Aaron Akoin has to be involved in the in the in the in the right? Which is Kiadua, the Svarim say, I think it's brought uh, from Reb Shamshafal Hirsch, and others say that this is a big site in Chinuch, right? That a person should be engaged with their child only in as much or until the extent that the child is on fire from his own. That's why we say, that we serve as the God of our forefathers and our faith is based on our tradition for thousands of years, but ultimately, the question is, are we making it our God? Are we, so to speak, going ahead and lighting on our own? And that's what chinuch means, to be able to hold the candle metaphorically, obviously, to our children only to the point that it should light on its own, from itself. But al Kalpanim, we see that Aaron Akoyin is also commanded to have a direct involvement to Mashma again, Shehu, or Shehaya Oise, that Aaron would go ahead and create Kol Hadlakasa to do the entire Hadlaka, Val Zenemar Vayaskin Aaron. So he says that's Pshat, that the, that the Pasik tells us Vayaskin Aaron to let us know that Aaron Akoyin being involved in the lighting completely until the end, Achadei Shalevazoylem Eleha did nothing to negate the fact that he still preserved his space for hell and for, 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 for these words that that the candles were lighting on their own. What is the remez here? What's the Tarek telling you and me? What does this mean for us in 2021? Unfortunately, very tragically, thousands of years removed from this scenario of the Kayin Gada lighting the Menorah and the Beis HaMikdash. What does it mean? What is the what is the conflict or the tension between the Indian of the nearest lighting on their own and the Indian of Aaron Akoyin being involved Gmar Mamish until the end? Well, Indian possessed is a such a deep thing. Mamish a deep thing. He had such a way of looking at the Torah. It's unbelievable. He saw things in such a deep way. Well, Indian he says. You know what the primary asik of the Kayin was? We know that Kayin is associated with Chesed. Levi is associated with Gvura. And Yisrael is associated with Tiferes. These are the three Chalakam of Am Yisrael, respectively connected and associated with Chesed, Gvura, and Tiferes. But Chesed is Mamish the Kayin. The Kayin's whole thing is Chesed. Think about it. What's the role of the Kayin? A person walked into the Beis HaMikdash filled with incredible sins and Chaybe Lavin and terrible things. He brings a carbon facilitated by the Kayin, right? And ultimately, he's able to walk out with Slicha Mechil and Kapara, the whole Yom Kippur. Nowadays, we don't, we don't have this, right? And, 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 it's a, and it's very tragic. We don't even realize how stunted Yiddishkeit is, ultimately, right? What, what a tiny percentage and so crippled our Yiddishkeit, even the most beautiful experience of Yom Kippur, it's, a, it's, like, a, it's like a muscle, you know, for what Yom Kippur really is. But ultimately, the whole thing is the Kayin. Everything the Kayin's doing, everything that we spend hours and hours in Musaf of, of Yom Kippur going through the whole entire procedure, speaking it all out, achas, achas achas, achas v'shtayim, the whole thing, that, that was, on Yom Kippur, was just us standing together and witnessing the Kayin Gadol going through this whole process, right? So the Kayin's Indian is to bring slicha, mechila, and kapara. Eisek HaKayin says the Meashiloch, in other words, hayotami lizkois, or lizakois, ulevarer es maise b'nei Yisrael lefnei hamakayim. 
the whole Indian of the Kayin. And of course, today we don't necessarily have Kayhanim Kipshuta in the Beis Hamikdash, but the Tzadikim are called Kayhanim. The Tzadikim are called Kayhanim. And the whole union of the Kayin is to be Mezaka Am Yisrael. Is to try to go ahead, to see the good in every Jew, means to go ahead and to be able to find the virtue and the merit within the actions of an Israel of And in an interaction with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to be able to turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and say, Master of the world, Am Yisrael, very deeply inside, they want to do your will. And ultimately, they're trying the best that they can. And ultimately, anything that they're engaged with that seems to be impure or that seems to be negative is only the external of them. It's not the real them. V'chule, v'chule, and so on and so forth. That's the whole inyan of the Kayin. To try to reframe all of the actions, who we already started with, the Bredich the Tzaddik, this was his whole life. was to be Mulamut Schusan Am Yisrael Kiyadua, the end of Parsha's boy, the Bredich writes in Kedusha Slevi. He says the whole reason the mouth was created was to be was only Lulamut Schusan Am Yisrael. That's why we have a mouth, is only for the purpose, even not Torah Tfila, Lulamut Schusan Am Yisrael, to try to speak about the merits of Am Yisrael. Hopefully, one of the projects of LPI that we're planning Hashem, is to open up WhatsApp chats that are just going to be specifically open to the purpose of people posting beautiful limud deschus on Am Yisrael. Anytime that you have a circumstance or a situation, you see some sort of uh, you know, chesed take place or something beautiful, one of those kind of things that makes you want to say, mikam Yisrael to post it on there because there's so much negativity going around. How beautiful would it be to have a place where we can mamish just be malam and awaken up schuyot for Am Yisrael like the tzaddikim did. So the Bredichiver even if you would see something that on the surface looked really horrible, terrible, he would find a way to rework it in his relationship and communication with Hashem to say, Yerbanah Shalom, it wasn't as it seemed. Just two quick examples, there are hundreds, but two quick examples. The first is that the tzaddik one time walked past Shul and he saw Yid who was still wearing his talis and tefillin and he was greasing the wheel of his wagon in preparation for a journey. And while he was doing this, it was toward the end of davening, he was mumbling, Asher Yishevisecha, and, and, and he was mumbling, you know, at the end, Ovalitzin, and Enkelekeinu, and Aleinu, while he was to sort of save time, right? That's, that's obvious why he was doing that. And the Bidichver walked by and he saw such a thing, and instead of giving Musr, and instead of yelling, he looked up at HaKadosh Baruch Hu and he said, Master of the world, Mikam Yisrael, who is like your people Yisrael? Even when they're greasing the wheel of their wagon, they're davening. Right? Even, when they're, even when they're busy greasing the wheel, they're davening. Because Am Yisrael is davening all the time. That was the Bredichever way of looking at things, of reframing things. Another story. It was Tisha B'Av. And one of the Maskilim in Bredichever was standing in the street publicly, Bifarasya. And Mamish just stuffing his face with, with, with bread, with a sandwich. So the Bredichever is walking by on the way, on the way to Mincha. I don't know exactly. Take a min- uh, five-minute break. He's walking around deep in thought. And he passes by this person who clearly has no regard to Allah. He's standing there on Tisha B'Av, on the, on, the, on the saddest, most chamur, you know, fast, aside from Yom Kippur. Tisha B'Av is a, is, a, is a tremendously chamur day. And he's standing there in public. I mean, what could be the excuse? A maskil just throwing off all the yoke of Shemayim. And the Bredichver walks up to him and he says, my sweetest, dearest friend. He says, maybe you forgot that, they, that today's Tisha B'Av. He says, no. I'm perfectly aware that today is Tisha B'Av. So the Bidichra says to himself, he says, ah, oh, so you must be very sick. Maybe, that, maybe you have to eat because you're very, very terminally ill. And the doctor said that it's pikuach uh, nefesh if you don't eat. He said, no, I'm telling you, Rabbi, I'm, 
completely and entirely healthy. And Abedetra is trying to think and trying to think. And everything that he said to try to justify or give the opportunity for this person to justify himself, and the person was no with like, a, like an azus, like, no, I know it's Tisha B'Av, I'm perfectly healthy, and I'm eating bread in the street. And after a couple of exchanges back and forth, the Redditor looks up to Shemaim and he said, see how holy your nation is. Even when charged with the shame of going ahead and admitting to an Avera, they take that upon themselves because of their commitment to the truth. Look at how emistic Am Yisrael is. That they're willing to go through the shame of having to admit to eating bread on the street on Tisha B'av, even when he's healthy, and he knows he's Tisha B'av because he wants to say the truth. That was the Berditchever's way of looking at things. This is the Indian of the Tzaddik, and it works. And it works not because the Berditchever is naive. The Berditchever was an Av Beisdin. The Berditchever had a yeshiva with hundreds of students. The Berditchever wrote Svarim on, on, on Nikla Shas and Poiskim Shalos Achuvas, most of which was burned. He had a pirish on a whole Shas that was burnt in a fire. There was one volume of Ksubis that was passed down to the Kajnitzer Magid, and the Kajnitzer's house burnt down, and they lost that volume also. So okay, the, the world wasn't right for it. The Berditchever wasn't a fool, Rahman al Islam. To, to even suggest, the Berditchever wasn't naive. The Berdichever was so aware of the deepest aspect of Emes La'amitoi that he didn't look at a situation and not see the truth, but he saw the truth beyond the truth. He saw the deeper element of the truth. He saw to that place where whatever the Jew is engaged in that's negative, that's against the Torah, is only the external of him, but inside he's pure. That's the tzaddik. Back inside, even though it seems that the actions of Am Yisrael and what they're engaged in are not muhugan, are not correct, are not proper. His whole thing is to be is to convince Hakadosh Baruch Hu that Am Yisrael are still pure and they're still holy. No matter what, no matter what the circumstance was. Until he actually was able to be piled by Hashem and able to affect that actually Am Yisrael's sins should be able to turn into schuyot. That's what the Kayin, that's what the Tzaddik is able to do. But here's the caveat. Even though we know that the Tzaddikim are doing this for us, and if we have the zchus of having shaykhus with a tzaddik, whether that tzaddik is living, whether that tzaddik is living in the other world and filling this world even more than he did when he, when, when he was alive. As the Zohar Kaddish tells us, even more than the tzaddik was alive, he's alive after he's left the world. So if we have a chibur to a tzaddik, a relationship with him, we go to a caver, we, we go to the Torahs to the of a tzaddik, where the tzaddik is the most. So we know that the tzaddik is working on our behalf. And we know that the tzaddik is constantly shining us up. The, cons- the, the tzaddik, no matter what happens in our lives, and no matter what we're subjected to, and no matter what, what, what uh, choices that we make and the mistakes that we make along the way, but the tzaddik sees the good in us. And he's constantly, you know, with a, with, a, with a cloth, you know, like with glasses, just constantly cleaning us, cleaning us, cleaning us all the time in front of Hashem. And we know that this is only achara maisa. This is only post facto, after the action has already been taken and the mistake has been made. But before a person has went into that road to make a mistake, a person is not allowed to rely on this. 
to act however he wants and then say, oh, it's okay, because I have a, a shaykh with a tzaddik, and the tzaddik is going to, uh, you know, to correct things between him and Hashem, and they'll work it out, and I'm okay, and I can do whatever I want because I am connected to the tzaddik. Says the Ishbitzer, don't make that mistake. The tzaddik does his avoidah, and the tzaddik's avoidah has an, an impact and an effect in relation to your avoidah. But ultimately, beyond all of that, beyond that, you have your avoida first. And so your avoida doesn't negate the tzaddik's avoida in the same way that the tzaddik's avoida doesn't negate your avoida. You have to do what you have to do and to try your best, you, I. I have to do what I have to do and I have to try my best as much as I can in the moment. Life happens. Chazal tells us, the Pasik tells us, ain't tzaddik ma'akev. Things happen. Ah, things happen with our tshuva that Sadiq is being poil ice and he's helping us out. But ultimately, in the moment, we have to do our best. Says the Heliga Bredichver, that uh, says the Heliga Meashilach, that's Pshad in this in this Maimar Chazal. That's Pshad in this Pasuk. The Pasuk tells us that Aaron Akoin is elevating the Neirois, Hel and Neirois Seha, helping that the Neirois should shine, that they should be standing strong and proud. Even though Aaron Akoin was engaged in and all the tzaddikei adoras throughout the generations are engaged in this activity of making sure that the nerelukim nishmas adam that flame that we have within is shining and it's barur and it's clear mamish with uh, with shemen zayizach and they're constantly swapping out all the negative oil and refilling shemen zayizach zach to be mizaka us all the time that it should burn beautifully. And the tzaddik is sending us light, either consciously, subconsciously, we're all makabal from the tzaddik. The tzaddik is the esoid olam. All the shefa comes down to the world through the tzaddik. As Chazal tell us that Reb Chanida ben Doisa died of a kav charuvim, the Arab Shabbos, the Arab Shabbos, he ate a very small amount. But the chala olam kuloi nizan al yedei Chanida beni. But b'shvil Chanida beni through the shvil, through the path of Reb Chanida ben Doisa, the whole world is sustained. The tzaddik is the inyan of yisod, the channel bringing the shefa from above to below, from shemaim to aret. As we so often say. So that's true. The main thing is, is that these two things can be true at once. That Aaron Akoyin's job and the Tzaddik's job is to try to make sure that, to do the best that he can. To sort of, you know, he has pulled by HaKadosh Baruch Hu to make sure that Am Yisrael, it turns out good in the end. But ultimately that doesn't negate the fact that the neighbors have to do their own. So that we have our avoida, the tzaddik has his avoida. And a person should never think, what do I need the tzaddik for? I have my own avoida. No, we need the tzaddik also. But a person should also not think, what do I need my avoida for? The tzaddik's doing avoida for me. No such thing. No such thing. The tzaddik has to guide people in such a way to inspire them to be able to, to engage in their own Yiddishkeit, to take responsibility for their own Yiddishkeit. Things happen along the way. Things happen. The tzaddik is there to give a person chizik and to clarify a person in, 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 in relation to his relationship with Hashem. But ultimately, this doesn't negate a person's necessity to take his own Yiddishkeit by the horns. Not to rely on this at all.
And this is the shvach of the Pasuk, that Aaron had this brilliant way of being able to navigate this narrow bridge. First he saw they shouldn't rely on Aaron. That Aaron should be able to guide people to take their Yiddishkeit by the horns and to, and to take responsibility for their own things that they need to take care of. But then Aaron went ahead and Aaron made sure that all the neighbors that weren't flickering so beautifully, even despite their best efforts, Aaron was able to help them out. It's referring to the Avar. Once the neighbors weren't going so well, so then based on the Avar, based on mistakes that had already been made and they were in the past and there was no way to go back and fix them, Aaron is helping out with the tshuva, tshuva process of Zehu Shaloshina, that Aaron was able to keep this balance between these two aspects, that the tzaddik is able to do avoida and to help us, but that does nothing to negate the fact that we have our own responsibility for our own Yiddishkeit. And that's the Meashiloach, how he learns this incredible, uh, this incredible pasig and this incredible chazal. So, let's jump into the Svasemes. This Fasemis is a little bit longer, but again, these are ideas. I mean, this Fasemis is like the most fundamental teaching. It's, it's the essence of Yiddishkeit. It's mamish, why we're here, what this is all about. Says the Heligas Fasemis. It's also, for those of us on the, on the chat who are in, in the Lost Princess Principles course, mamish siyata deshmaya, yet again, that literally what we spoke about in last night's session, I opened this Fasemis, the first piece that I looked at is mamish disnikuda. Mamish, mamish disnikuda, the candle and the wick, we're going to see. So, by asking Aaron, says the Elegat Tzaddik, by Medrash, there's a Medrash that tells us, this is something that we referenced earlier in the beginning of the piece of the Meashiloach, that when it comes to the lighting of the Menorah and the Beis HaMikdash, say Chazal, the Menorah was not needed for its light. Why then did a Kaddish Baruch Hu have that the, that the, that the, uh, the Kohen Gadol should be lighting a Menorah and the Beis HaMikdash? Rak lezakoischem, only for the purpose of what? To bring merit to Am Yisrael. Lezakoischem. Hakadosh Baruch Hu wanted to give us zechusim, the fikach herbal lehem Torah umitzvos. Say Chazal again. Another expression of this: the Beis Hamikdash had no need for light. The Beis Hamikdash was kolkulay ar. The mitzvah of the Menorah was to give Am Yisrael zechus. Pirish Moirizal. He says in the name of the Heli in the Talmud of the Kutzker. He says, what's the Kavana here? He says the primary nachas that a Kaddish Baruch Hu has from the actions of the tzaddikim, and it's not just the tzaddikim, the tzaddikim are the ideal Jew, but it's all of us. The Amich Kulam tzaddikim, we contain this within ourselves. Where's the nachas that Hashem gets from the avoda of a Jew? Where does that come from? What's the premise of that nachas that Hashem has, the pleasure and joy that He has from our every tiny movement of Kedusha, particularly in our generation? We're able to do a small little thing, and it's more precious, says the Chidah, based on our results, more precious than the biggest avoda of the tzaddikim. And the Amiram to Hashem, when a Jew lets out just a crest and a little bit of a sigh over this, that we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing, and how much we yearn for a relationship, and how much we yearn to live a more spiritual life that's more precious to Hashem than anything. What a privilege to be in this remarkable generation. But the tzaddik says, <clears throat> He 
the actions of the tzaddikim, which are called light. How do we know that the actions of the tzaddikim are called light? Because the medrash tells us, based on the pasuk, There, let there be light, or in the world. These are the actions of the tzaddikim. These are the actions of the Rishayim. And Chazal has this strange hemshich over there. It's not brought in this piece, but a strange continuation of Radichiv has a Torah on this, and since sparks from Radichiv, um, yeah, in Parshas Barashas, where the mentor says, What does HaKadosh Baruch who want more? The, the actions of the Tzadikim and the actions of the Rishayim. And the answer is, It's a Ar Kitaiv. HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw that the light was good. Ah, so we see that Hashem wants the actions of the tzaddikim. Obviously the question, Ahavamina, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants the actions of the Rishayim, that Chazal need to say, how do we know that Hashem, like what, what does that mean? Of course HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves the actions of the tzaddikim. And the Bredichur answers there <clears throat> what he answers and the tzaddikim deal with this. But this is how we know that our light is referring to the actions of the tzaddikim. Light. Shehi mevarim ha'emes, because the tzaddikim are engaged in focusing on the truth not only the truth, those of you who have read uh, Sunlight of Redemption know that truth is synonymous with eternity. The tzaddikim are always focused on the emes, on the eternality within the world. Not to get caught up in fleeting momentary pleasures that are engaged with the physical body that's ultimately fleeting, that can't last for more than 120 years. We should all live long and happy and healthy, Bezer Hashem, and only have simchas in our families and in all of Am Yisrael. But ultimately the physical body is not forever, but the neshama is everlasting because it's emes. This Indian of MS is forever. Svas MS, a language of, tr- of truth, tikon la'ad. That lasts forever. MS Hashem la'oilam, amin va'amin. MS is associated with eternality. Sheker is just a moment. It doesn't have the wide ranging nature of MS as spelled out Aleph, Mem, Tav, the first letter of the Aleph base, the middle letter of the Aleph base, the last letter of the Aleph base, spanning all of creation from beginning of time to the end of time. Sheker is three letters that are right next to each other. Shin, Kuf, Resh. Moving backwards. Shin, Kuf, Resh, right? From Shin to the Kuf, but right next to each other. It's fleeting. It's just a moment. Ah, we have sunlight of redemption. Beautiful. Right? So this is the Nakuda, right? Just the moment. So we have that the tzaddik and what their whole life is. Why is it or? Why is it associated with light? Why is it associated with truth? Because the tzaddikim are constantly trying to be mevarer, to clarify and to select, like borer, to select from within the gigantic, incredible pile of so many different considerations and different pursuits and different ambitions to basically select the truth from within all of that and to utilize all of their capacities from Achshava, Dibur, Maisa all the different abilities that they have all the senses which are also seven like the seven candles of the Menorah, the two nostrils the two eyes, the two ears and the mouth to go ahead and to find the emes in that to live a life of emes and we know that emes is connected with R. We say, Hashem Oyri, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you are my light, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Emes. Emes is associated with light. V'zeu nikra boiker, v'ar. The tzaddikim are associated, their maisim are associated with mourning. They're not, their maisim, their actions are associated with light. Zehu, right? Masheroyin lahavdo, bin emes v'asheker, because light is also clarity. The tzaddikim live with incredible clarity. You can't fool them. They don't have the same struggles that I have, because the tzaddikim live in such a way where things are clear. The Yitzhahar holds no sway, at least not in the way that it holds over me, but the tzaddikim deal with their own Indian of the Yitzhahar, but things are so clear to them, mamish clear. Ar and choyshech, very, very basic. 
they're able to see with clarity what's the difference mm-hmm. between emes and sheker. Gamze, who ba'avur shakadosh baruch hu ratzah kadosh baruch hu wanted kach sheyu tachtoinim oisim ritzaynoi. One of the foundational ideas of Hasidus that really changes everything and it resets the way in which we approach Yiddishkeit to ask ourselves what is Yiddishkeit all about? And it's basically is it about schar and oinish? Is it about tikkun atzmi? Is it about tikkun adam? It's about shleimus adam, perfection of my own midah, so that I can get a big chelik and adam haba. Or is it about the Indian of dir b'tachtoinim? It's not about me at all. It's all about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs me more than I need Him. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created me in the world because He needs me to be Mamlechim, Ein Melech below Am. It's, it's Ge'ilu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is incomplete without Am Yisrael. And the Svarim say that explicitly difficult as that is to hear because we know HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Shalim Kolmin Ishlemis. But after He decided that the, that the nature of reality should be in such a way, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sort of limits Himself and needs us to be Mamlechim. So it's all about HaKadosh Baruch Hu and it's all about getting our ego out of the way, to open up, to allow ourselves to become filled with the light of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, so that we channel his chiyas into the world and conquer this physical reality for him. HaShamayim, Shamayim LaShem, the Shamayim, the Himmeldik, the place which is heavenly, that's God's. Va'aret, says the Naim Melech, and earth, Nasan Levnei Adam, was given to man to turn into heaven. The Rambam the Malach says in another place, HaKadosh Baruch who created the world Yesh Me'ayin. He created the world something, our physical reality, from nothing, really from everything, meaning from the realm of no physicality. All there is is a Kaddish Baruch Hu. What's the job of the Tzaddikim, says the Tzaddik, says the Rambam the Malach, is to recreate the world Ayin Yesh is to take everything that appears like it's a Yesh around us, all the different, you know, particularly... Uh, uh, egotistical or, or, or independent ideas that we have within our minds that we think we're a yesh, we operate on our own independent of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and to turn that into ayin, to turn that back into ayin, to conquer the world for him, dear B'tachtoinim, one of the most foundational ideas of Hasidus that everything else shoot, you know, is an offshoot. It's not about schar and oinish, it's not about our own tikkun amidas, it's for him. It's just to open up all the channels and to allow the perfect purity that's connected to him, the chilek alukamimal, to reveal its Hashem created the world because He wants us to conquer this world for Him. And He has unbelievable pleasure from this. And not only when we win, says Rabbi Nachman, it's not only when we succeed. The struggle is itself pleasurable to Him. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants that we should desire, that we should try our best. We're not going to win a thousand percent of the time, and that's not the ideal. We're not expected to. We're human beings. We're not angels. If Hashem wanted angels, He has millions of angels. He created us for the struggle, for the fight for the Ratzon de Kedusha never to give up no matter what's going on in your life and no matter how many thousands of times you fail that Ke'ilu you think you're a shoyta you're insane to think that this time it's going to work out it makes no difference the Iker is the Ratzon the Iker is the desire that's the main thing and he has big pleasure from this the Pasik tells us that there is an advantage to Chachma, to wisdom, to intellect, to MS over Sichlus, over Fali, over Sheker, like there is Ki Yisron, like the advantage of Armin because these things are related. But the tzaddik can tell us that it's not simply the word min should be learned in the context of there's a Yisron in advantage from Sichlus min. I'm sorry, from Chachma Min HaSichlus over Fali as the advantage of light Min over darkness. It's more than that. 
There's a Yisron, there's an advantage, L'chachma, specifically Min HaSichlos, when there's the potential for folly. There's a Yisron, there's an advantage for R, for light, Min HaChoshech, specifically when there's the potential for Choshech. That's how, how to read the Pasuk, that the, the, the Tanya says, and the other Tzadik, Rabbi Nachman also says, this Yisron Ar Min HaChoshech, Nasan, Yisron Ar Min HaChoshech. That's how it's written. In the beginning of creation, first we say that the world was created tayu, that the world was created with an absolute vacancy and an emptiness and a confusion and a bewilderment. For the purpose so that once there's the potential for darkness and that all there is is darkness, that's how HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world in the beginning. That it's specifically because of the Tayhu. It's specifically because of the potential to engage in the world in such a way of Mamish, the Maseim Shal Rishayim, the Sheker, to get caught up in it, and we do, and we will, and that's the human condition. That's the nature of reality. That's how much Nachas HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to get when after the Tayo Vavayu, Yihiar, Elu Maseim Shal Tzadikim, the light of MS, the light of finding Hashem in the physical world. right? And, and, and that's the Indian that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has pleasure, Mi Maseim Shal Tzadikim, Ki Yisrunar, Davka Minachosha. The same thing, the Jewish day starts at night. It's one of the most inspirational and encouraging ideas within our tradition. It's just the very fact that the Jewish day starts at night. That means that any experience of night that we're going through is only a prerequisite for the coming dawn. And the whole purpose and premise of night and darkness is only so that when there's light, it can illuminate that darkness. That's why Hashem created Ra. Not so that we should struggle with it and fail and get sucked into it. It's there so that we can conquer it. And it's easy it's possible to do. There are strategies and there are inyanim to help a person go mala mala, to try first with the small things, then with the bigger things. It's shaykh. HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't come to torture us and to make us, you know, come down into, into a circumstance which is like impossible to do what we're asked. It's possible. It's mamish possible. We have to hold on to the tzaddikim. We have to be plugged into the right teachings and the right guidance for our generation, for our dar, the right ashkafa, the right way of looking at things. But it's possible. It's not only possible, we're going to do it. We're mamish going to do it, and we're already doing it. So the Indian that we have over here, that the nighttime and the Erev is a preparation for the morning. Everything Hashem created in this physical world was for the purpose of what? To cover over His glory. So that the tzaddikim should have to toil. And to put in effort. To select the points of truth as they exist within the conglomeration of uh, of. of a falsehood. That's the whole Indian. So that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should have a tremendous pleasure specifically only specifically because of the physical world that Hashem has such incredible nachas from us. And this is similar to the Mishnah. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world with ten ma'amaris. Why? HaKadosh Baruch Hu could have created the world with one ma'amar. Ah, you know why? There are sarah ma'amaris of Nivra Olam. Say Chazal to give sachar toiv to the tzaddikim. That this world, there's so many aspects of physicality. There's so many ways to get lost in the maze of life. 
so that the tzaddikim, when they are mevar the emes, Hashem should have that much more tainuk from them. Listen to this medrash, it's unbelievably deep. The medrash says, in your human eyes, I created white and I created darkness. Listen to this, this is such a beautiful, this is like the kind of medrash you put on your fridge or like a bumper sticker. It's so deep. The medrash says, Hashem tells Am Yisrael and the human being, I created your eye with a white part and a black part. Barasi lavon v'shachar. But you don't see out of the white part of your eye. That's not where you see. You see out of the black part of your eye. And seeing means clarity. Seeing means illumination. Seeing means elevation. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling us, Ah, in Hanami there's a white part of your eye. But that's not where the real seeing takes place. That's not where the real finding me takes place. Is in the bright whiteness and the, and, and, and the beautiful pristine nature of boiker of mourning. No. You see out of the dark aspect. The emunascha baleilos. The main emuna, the ability to really see HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to really get in touch with Him. Is in the Indian of what? Is the is the is in the Indian of Leilois, is in the Indian of the nighttime. That's how you see out of the dark part. Rem is Lahanal, this is hinting to what we've been discussing. All of this clarity that the tzaddikim are zaycha to comes, comes not despite, but specifically because of the darkness and the confusion of the world. It's specifically through this that they merit to an incredibly great light. He says that we've written about this in another place. What is that? Specifically in this world to grow the Torah, to make it so strong and powerful. Why? He says the essence of Tyra is incredibly lofty in the elevated world. Ultimately, the Tyra that we have, says the Zohar Kaddish, is the, is the Levush of the Levush. It's the external garment. Even Kabbalah that we have is the external garment of the ultimate essence of the Torah that's going to be revealed, Lasid Lavi, which is called the Tyra de Atika Stima. The hidden, closed-up soul of the soul of the soul of Tyra, at its essence. So the Tyra is incredibly deep in Chachmeilah, in the highest, highest places. In the future, Am Yisrael are going to merit to this incredibly great light. In this way, this path is specific to tzaddikim. That the way of the tzaddikim is the way of the rising sun, constantly engaging with more light and finding more light and bringing more light into the world. And bringing what is, what's light? What does that mean? We speak, you know, we have to bring light into the world. What is that? It's the it's the R of Hashem. It's the das to know that there's a creator that exists, that's real, that communicates to us through his creation, that all of the creation was created through his speech. And that means that all of creation is the frozen echo of a Kaddish Baruch whose words communicating to us everything that we encounter. It's Hashem. We're surrounded by him. To live with that consciousness, to see the godliness in other people, to see the godliness in circumstances, to see the godliness in our past, in our present, in our future, to live life for him. To live life in an intimate relationship with Him. To bring light to the world. 
See, he says, Says the Zara Kadesh, HaKadosh Baruch who wanted to be Mizaka us. Like we said, he created a physical world with ten ma'amores to give strength to the tzaddikim so that they could bring him so much more nachasruch because the world is that much more physical, that much darker. It's descended ten levels as opposed to just one level. Hashem gave us a Torah with 613 mitzvahs. And these 613 mitzvahs are called 613 paths. The Orchus Hashem. They are the ways of God. Chesed ve'emes. Pirish. Shekal ha-mitzvahs him itin tavin. This is a paradigm shift in terms of the way that we look at mitzvahs. Are the mitzvahs rules? Are they laws that we need to abide as Hashem, some sort of divine policeman, standing there with, you know, with a stopwatch, making sure that we're doing what we're supposed to do or else he's writing us a ticket and we're getting a big X in the book that we're going to have to pay with, you know, pay for with terrible Gehenim after 120? Or are the mitzvahs, as the Zohar Kaddish calls them, atin tovin, good pieces of advice? Yes, they're pieces of advice that we're compelled to do because of schar and onesh, particularly onesh, that keeps us in the straight and narrow, but for our own good, not to satisfy some sadistic you know, law of, of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak. But the whole thing is atin diorisa. They're pieces of advice. 248 ways of getting close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu by doing certain things. 365 ways of getting close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu by refraining from doing certain things. But the mitzvahs are advice. They're not mitzvahs in the way of commandment, but they're mitzvah in the sense of tzavsa, of relationship, of a bond, of, of coming close to Hashem in the deepest way. That's the 613 mitzvahs that Hashem gave us. That it should be a world filled with falsehood. And we're seeing that as we get to the end of time more and more, as Chazal already prophesied thousands of years ago, that the, at the end of time, and nobody could understand what that means until you come to the modern age in the last decade or so, where we live in a post-truth society where facts no longer matter. And any person can twist a version of events and view it from a different, th- a different side. And that people are only getting half the story by listening to people that are already predispositioned to their own shita, whether politically or hashkafically or whatever it is. No one's going to know what the truth is anymore. What are the facts? No one knows. No facts anymore. That's our generation. This is the generation before Mashiach. Hashem created a world that's Alma Shikra, that it's a world filled with falsehood. Alma Shikra. And so we need the advice of the 613 mitzvahs to guide us out of this darkness. To sanctify all of the different limbs and the sinews in the human body that Kiyodua correspond to the 613 mitzvahs, 248 limbs. And it, which are called Evarim, corresponding to the 248 mitzvah saseh. 365 loy sasehs are connected to the veins and sinews in the human body. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us this incredible gift of a Torah to say, live in this way, and not only will you get Olam Haba for all eternity, that's true, but Ashrecha Olam Hazeh. There's no more beautiful life. I promise you, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Lu Yisrael, Chazal say that he begs us, please, I'm doing this for you. You'll have the best relationships. You'll have joy. Forget about pleasure pleasure. You'll have joy forever. You'll be able to look back on your life and say, I took fleeting moments that could have been wasted on Shtuyot and I lifted them up to the greatest light of eternity. And we get so caught up. It's too from and it's too this and it's too intense and it's too restrictive. There's nothing as beautiful as this. Nothing. 
Absolutely nothing. The communal lifestyle, raising children, nachas from kids, seeing a shalshalos, being able to pass on the tradition that we've received after the Holocaust, to be able to see a new generation arise, to be able to give that over to them on Seder night, and the Yom Tovim that we have, and Shabbos Kodesh that we have, and the mitzvahs that we have, and the halachas, all seen as opportunities to get close to our Kodesh Baruch Hu, to draw them into our life. What's more beautiful than that? What's more beautiful than that? The Torah is a kiss from Hashem on our forehead. And HaKadosh Baruch was telling us, trust me on this. Trust me. I know a little bit about the world. I created it. I know a little bit about what goes on. Trust me. Hevel havolem akol hevel. Everything is hevel. Everything. Don't waste your time. It's hevel. Not because I want you to miss out on the good of this world so you're going to get oil and you have to hold out and it's so difficult and it's so tough. This world is nothing. It's a delusion. It's an illusion. It's sheker. All that's left is nothing. You don't take it with you. There's nothing in this world. Nothing. But the Iker is to focus on Him. The Iker is to channel His light into the world. This is the Indian that we're speaking about over here that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a world of Shekhar but He gave us the Torah that helps us. Mitzvahs l'saking to rectify. All the days, all the times that we know what to do, when to do it, to connect to Him. And that's why the Torah is called in the Gemara in Saita, in Shama Gemara de Saita, it's called Prasas Drachim. There's a mashal over there, a person gets to a fork in the road, and what's the fork in the road? This is the Torah, Apasik Torah are. The Torah is Prasas Drachim. That we're here to increase the Torah. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the Torah to merit us. It's all kindness. It's all kindness. All of these dark pockets of physicality, this worldliness, to be able to illuminate it. And to be able to find the preciousness within the garbage dump. That ultimately we're bringing forth And we're rectifying not just for ourselves, but the whole world. We have a huge mission, not just to live in our little cloistered from communities in Lakewood and Muncie. The whole world is ours. We have a mission to the world. Not to sort of stay out of the way, do our thing. We have a mission. We have to stand up and reclaim what we have. We brought morality to the world. We brought the concepts that the whole United States of America, the strongest, most powerful country, is based on the very articles of, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the federal papers and, 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 the, and the Declaration of Independence. All of the founding documents are founded on the Judeo-Christian, but it's Judeo because all Christianity is founded on Yiddishkeit. That morality, these concepts, of a sane society, freedoms, liberties, morality, objective morality, bringing our Kaddish Baruch Hu into the picture, God, and God we trust. This is us. This is our message. We have to reclaim it. The world is waiting for Jews to be Jews. Shlomo says, or Shlomo Kabach always says, he says the reason that there's anti-Semitism is because we are not doing what we're supposed to do. If we as a nation were doing our part, they wouldn't hate us. They hate us because deep down inside they know that we're supposed to be giving them something and we're not. That's the shurish of anti-Semitism deep down because Am Yisrael has not, cannot at any point in their history, fully gotten it together. Fully. Fully, fully, in every single way, for every Jew to be illuminated with this light, to serve as a stained glass window through which Hakadosh Baruch Hu's light is shining to the world, to be an Orla Goyim. If we did that, the nations of the world would come running and they would kiss our shoes, like the pasuk says, 
We want the whole world to be brought back to Hashem. That's our mission. And that's why we were sent here. To illuminate all of these lowly places. That the nations of the world should walk in your light. Because the ways of the Torah, that's called Prashas Drachim, all of the different paths of the Torah are going to ultimately remain mitukanim, rectified. Why? That the nations of the world, La'asid Lavai, are going to live the way that a Jew lives now, and that will be their Ganeidim. That they'll have a Shabbos, and that they'll have a Yantiv, that they'll have a real relationship one with the other in the grand scheme of things. Not Stam, I'm an Italian, and I live next to a Russian, and I don't know my history, and, I, and I'm not part of anything big, and I don't have any hopes and no dreams and desires. We, we, we take life for granted, we take Yiddishkeit for granted. It's the deepest gift. We have no Asaga. What we take for granted, we think it's Pashit. It's the deepest gift, even the most basic concepts of Yiddishkeit. That will be their Olam Haba. Am Yisrael will rise to a, to a different place, to the interiority of the Torah. And this is the Indian of the Neiris. This is the Indian of the Menorah, with this we'll finish. This is the Indian of the Menorah that the Kohen Gadol is lighting in the base Hamikdash to be Mezaka Am Yisrael, says Chazal. The whole purpose of the light of the Menorah was not to light up the base Hamikdash, it didn't need light, but the whole purpose of the light of the base Hamikdash was for what? To bring merit to Am Yisrael. That there's choshech, there's darkness in the world. But that when we light that little candle, that little flame, which is not little at all, which is a spark of the great illuminating torch of Knesset Yisrael, of the collective soul of the Jewish nation, as the Pasik says, Kiner Elohim Nishmas Adam, that the soul of man is God's candle. When that candle becomes illuminated and lights up its surroundings, it's able to take that which was dark, not simply to negate it, but to actually take that space that was previously dark and rectify it by filling it with light so that it too becomes part of that, of that process of illumination. All of the physicality that a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants us to be in a physical body. He wants us to live in this world. He wants us to have to go to, like we speak about so often, He wants us to live as normal human beings in a human life with you know, the family in Yadam and all the struggles and all the suffering and all the difficulties and the pain that go along with being a human being. That's what the nature of man is, not to exist in this supreme chapel, you know, just singing angelically to God forever and ever. No, but we're expected to live in this way. So Kaddish Baruch Hu wants that of us for the purpose of rectifying it, for the purpose of making it part and parcel of this Indian, to give us the ability to go ahead and to try our best to use every aspect of the physical body to enable us to continue and to succeed in this mission of bringing Hashem down to the world, of conquering for Him a place here, dear betachtonim, of using the Torah to rectify our physicality so that Hashem's light could shine down through us and through our lifestyle to the whole world. And that is the reason that we were sent down into this world. That's the reason for Ra. That's the reason for the Yitzhahara. That's the reason for all the challenges and all the pain and all the tragedies and all the negativity that we go through is for the purpose of us to have some sort of 
tension between what we're pulled toward in the sense of the darkness by which we are surrounded and to, and to utilize the Torah, which is connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's light of MS, to be able to shift and to mold our mind and perspective so that we can illuminate all of those aspects of the human condition, all of those different experiences, to be able to bring light to that place. And that's ultimately why, going back to the beginning, the Medrash had told us, based on these words, who doesn't need it for our light, it's only to merit us so that we should bring Nachasurach to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so that he should become a dwelling uh, uh, so that our hearts should become a dwelling place for our Kaddish Baruch Hu, that He should descend into our hearts. Bilvavi Mishkan Evne Besaycham Besaycham No. What's the pasuk? Veshachanti Veshachanti Besaycham Veshachanti Besaycham Besaychoy Lo Nemar. Reference to the to the to the to the to the, uh, to the wants to dwell within each and every one of us and when we can do this we're bringing light into the world in such a deep way we're rectifying everything Am Yisrael has been doing this for thousands of years we're light workers ultimately we're bringing light to the world and we have to remember Yiddishkeit is much more than just our own personal experience of Torah and mitzvahs making sure we're doing what we're supposed to do and, 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 and davening and, and, and all the inyanam and alacha and staying away from, from taivas and the, it's not our own inyan we're connected to a national mission that reaches thousands thousands of years before us and will bring us all the way until the finish line which I personally believe we're standing mamish on the threshold of this is it and mamish this is our generational task of connecting to this mission connecting to each other to be a team to give each other chizik to hold tight to the tzaddikim who shine the way who show us what the ideal version of what a Jew's, a Jew's life can look like so that ultimately we can conquer this world for our Kaddish Baruch Hu because our Kaddish Baruch Hu was Nesave he desired a dear betachtonim and ultimately we have the capacity to do this by living a life of the Torah, by living a life of Yiddishkeit. There's no sweeter life in this world. It's not a sacrifice now for the purpose of long-term gain. There's no sacrifice. There's nothing to sacrifice. There's nothing to give up. It's sheker v'chaz of hevel havolim, delusion and illusion. There's nothing. Ashreichem ba'olam what a privilege. What a privilege to have Torahs like this. What a privilege to be able to connect to a Yiddishkeit like this. What a privilege to be able to give over to our children a Yiddishkeit that's bursting with life, that's bursting with love, that's bursting with meaning and fulfillment, that's bursting with this essential mission that's much more deep than our own person, than our own house, than our own community. But it's, it touches the essence of creation as we know it. Ashrenu, we should be able to hold on to this, to remind ourselves of this, to remind each other of this. And manage to feel this that's flickering inside, that's feeling that passion, that's feeling so powerful to be able to illuminate all the darkness of our lives. We should only hear Basuras Toyavas Am Yisrael has been through a lot the past couple of weeks. From now on, Be'ezer Hashem, it should just be Reboyar, just more and more and more light. To continue to add on more and more candles as we go on and, uh, and ultimately to, uh, to really light up this whole world with the light of Mashiach. Who is not just on his way, he's already he's already approaching. He's Mamish already approaching. And his light is already shining in the world. Ashrenu Ashrenu. Thank you so much, Khever, for joining and um, wishing you the most beautiful, wonderful Shabbos Kodesh up ahead. A restful Shabbos, a peaceful, meaningful Shabbos. And Bezer Hashem, looking forward to another week of LPI inspiration to come. Bezer Hashem Yizbarach next week. Thank you so, so much for listening. Thanks for learning with me and, uh, and for joining. Have a wonderful Shabbos to all. Thank you so, so much. Yashukayach, thank you so, so much for coming. What's that?
Thank you. Thank you, Ashrenu. Thank you. All the best. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. I'll send it to you if you want to check it out. What's that? I just have something to share with you. I know the door time, so I'll send it over to you. Perfect. Please do. Please do. Thank you so much. And Hever, share the shear. We'll send out the link so you have it. Share it with friends. Okay? We might be, we might be able to have some chizik from it as well. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. Thank you so much.